Hi, so sorry everybody. Um, I think Max has managed to join. Um, hi Max, you okay? Yes. Um, I am okay, sorry about that. Some yeah. Technical difficulties. <laughs> um, yeah, um, so um, yeah. Max, I've just kind of very quickly kind of audio described myself. Um, do you want to just very quickly audio describe yourself to like um, people in the room and then we can kick off? Yeah, of course. Uh, again, apologies for being late. Um, my name is Max Percy. I'm a theatre artist. I'm wearing round glasses. I am Eurasian and um, I've got a tired face. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I guess sort of, so basically we want to make this as useful for people as possible. So please just kind of send in any questions you want to ask along the way. Um, and we, Max and I just intend to share quite honestly, we have been working together for just over two years, Max, is that right? Um, so I guess right. it's kind of, I guess we want to talk about how producers and artists work together. Um, and I think hopefully the, um, a lot of the, um, the, the introduction, I kind of, the copy of the workshop has mentioned that um, no two artists producer relationships are the same. And um, it takes a while to find kind of who might be a right collaborator for you. Um, so maybe, maybe, maybe should I talk about, um, yeah. So, yeah, so. I, I'm, um, I'm happy to first talk about um, maybe how um, you and I first began. Um, working together, how yeah. I think we, um, well, I was, I was, how, how I first met you and I guess kind of yeah. wrote you into producing <laughs> my work. Um, okay, so yeah. I was working um, as an actor on a project. Um, it was a play being done at the Bolt Festival and Natalie was producing it. And it just so happened that I was producing a piece for the piece that I'm doing now, which is about Hong Kong. And um, artists or, or, or producers from Hong Kong, I guess, are few and far between. And so um, I, after Natalie um, produced this work and after I had finished acting in it, um, I approached Natalie with the work um, because I knew that she was from Hong Kong, I was from Hong Kong and the piece was about Hong Kong. So um, asking if, if, if she would like to kind of suss it out, be on board. And the, the, the funny thing is the first thing you asked me was, I would love to read the script. Now I don't really work in that kind of way, so I was like, I was like, damn, I've got to get a script together. And so, um, and so there was quite a lot of because I think, I think it's rare that, I mean, you might be somebody that makes, um, I guess, I guess, I guess, um, work that that in the usual way, or I guess um, for myself, I think it just it kind of just gets thrown together and the creative process is a lot messy, messier. And so it was um, describing the work, having meetings with you, Natalie, and um, trying to, um, because it was a work that hadn't been made yet, um, or, or actually it was in the process of being made. And then, um, so the work had its first iteration at the place at um, the new choreography festival um, called, uh, it escapes my mind, and the new choreography festival at the place, um, not choreo drone, another one. Um, and then after that, the pandemic hit. Um, and that is when I think Natalie and I began working with each other and we worked with each other for a very, very long time without producing any work. Um, but a lot of it was just producing, and I think it allowed us both to kind of um, just, first of all, um, understand myself as an artist working with you, and then you understand me and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think I think that is enough of a kind of background of how we met. But it really was about, like you said, your first point, finding the right producer for the right work, um, and even then there was a lot of trust. Um, that had to be nurtured with obviously me um, and my kind of I guess creative babies and like you know and and the work that you do as well the work that you do actually so yeah that's I think how we met um, but yeah yeah no I think 
Um, I think there may be some artists in the room and you, I don't know, like, I'm just making assumptions that like you might be kind of approaching producers or wanting people to produce your work. I think um, for me, just to just to let everyone know, and Matt, you might know this, but um, what attracted me to kind of work on this was like, I know that Matt had self-produced work before. And I think um, it is so important that you understand each other's challenges, kind of like, especially when, so just for everyone, so just to know that we're currently in some crutch points, Matt and I, and like, deep delivery, you need somebody who kind of has an empathy on your role and kind of, Kind of, I think, I think that the artist respects the work that you've put in behind the scenes that is not always obvious. So the fact that Matt has self-produced um, has has kind of has 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 definitely been, and obviously I won't like. It's more like not just someone saying, "Oh, I've self-produced," but obviously I can over time see that. And I guess um, just and we will come on to that in a minute of I think one of the things we want to talk about is how we balance kind of working together and um, amongst our day-to-day -day lives we both do other jobs outside of working together is at times when I am busy with other projects Matt will just with no questions asked just step in um, and also take up some of the blunt of emailings invoicing and all the admin I think um, and and Max also understands that there'll be times where I'm crying to him on the phone was like oh that venue's been really difficult and I think, I think, yeah. Um, yeah, I, but, um, I think, yeah, you, you so raised a really good, oh yeah, go on. I think, yeah, go on and finish what you're saying, sorry. No, I think, no, I, I think I, I've said that point. Um, oh, what are you yeah, going to say? Uh, no, 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 just to, to go off of what you said. Yeah, yeah no, I think. I think... Um, sorry, there's a delay. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think yeah you raise a point about self-producing so yeah I, I well um before working with you Natalie I was I was producing for other people as well as myself but wanted to really make the shift into not producing for other people anymore as much but very much just kind of doing the producing work for myself now I don't think it's a complete necessity to be able to produce yourself um, and work. Your, um, I know that probably on this call there are a mixture of possibly of producers and artists, or maybe there are both. But I guess from my perspective, I think knowing how producing works, like you said, Natalie, knowing how producing works and, and, and having an understanding of the role of the producer, how much time it takes to do things, the sequence or order of events that lead up to a project, all of these help the producer because the artist's process in theatre anyways um i'm dealing with a lot of people all the time whereas the producer it can be a very lonely process and so um to have somebody else to kind of like have that energy with and, and to and to and to see a project through together is, is really important especially when it comes to things like fundraising which we'll absolutely talk about in a bit um and yeah and and all of these things but um i think some pointers um in directions of places which i can give you um in order to learn basic producing skills are uh, east london dance has a fantastic producers course for um creative producers i i was an artist when i first went on i was not a producer um, and they're very very happy to take on new people it's called the field fi dot eld and that's east london dance that's a new that's a producer scheme um so yeah I, I i learned a lot of producer skills from there i know that natalie you did china plate yes i did um yeah and um, we can definitely send everyone a, a list of resources afterwards i guess i maybe i want to share a little bit from my perspective in case it's useful for anyone to know um we're all kind of like i don't know whether anyone's come across where you've like approached producers and they say oh i'm really busy i don't have capacity to take on projects um does anyone if you have experience of that maybe just like let us know in the chat so um I think if you're an artist kind of looking for a producer, um, it's really, really, I pers personally, it's, it would definitely help to think about 
finding someone at a similar career stage. I guess when Matt's kind of, when we first worked together, I was not confident. I didn't think I was a producer. Mm. Um, I was working kind of an admin job in, a, in another theater. And like, I guess, I was telling Max, maybe I can fundraise some money, maybe I can't. And you trusted me, you were like, so I guess like, I guess now that two years on, um, now that like kind of, I feel, I feel really happy that we've kind of built a lot together and it's something I will totally like cherish and stick with. And um, whereas like, so yeah, fine. And there are loads of people who they might be working on a box office in front of house and theaters that might be thinking about producing. If you're an artist and you want to look for someone to learn together, I would recommend trying to find someone who may not already believe that they're a producer and have a chat with them. You can tell if they have some interest in your work and take a punt on them. Um, artists always producing uh, your work. Kind of like you want venues and people to take a chance on you. Um, <laughs> um yeah and i i wanted to kind of share like now like so outside of working with mads i work as the full-time creative producer for in good company based in the midlands it's an artist development kind of program in the midlands it's brilliant but um just for transparency i still squeeze kind of producing with mads in my lunch break in the evenings and the weekends absolutely and i think that's all about i can manage so if somebody approaches me now, will I produce their work? It's not because their work isn't good enough or didn't like it, but like I was like, if I have to produce somebody else, I either have to, I have less time for Max or have to give up working less days in my day job. The stakes of jumping in to say yes to somebody else is a lot higher when two years ago I was a little, I had a bit more time. I wasn't quite earning enough. Like my job was part-time, but I wanted it to be full-time. That saying yes two years ago to Max was so much easier. And I guess kind of like, just to talk about kind of how I fit this around. Yes, I have I have another job, but um, so I moved jobs two months ago before that I was working for the wonderful creative youth who is hosting us today. And when I moved jobs, I was really, really clear that um, I am, I, I produce for an artist outside of, out, like as well as, and I want to do this alongside my job. And I think in a current market where um, producers are sought after, where um, I feel like I have a choice and like, my current role is maternity cover, um, just so, so I'll probably be job hunting in about eight to ten months time I guess just so ever, just to give you context whatever job I go on to whatever, whatever else I take on outside of working with Max yes working with Max is one small part of like my career not small sorry one is <laughs> one part of my career but everything else has to fit around it so if I if I interview for a job in 10 months time to say actually we can't give you the flexibility. You have to be in the office nine to five every single day. Um, we can't allow you to be on your personal, we can't allow you to check your personal emails just for a minute um, in, the, in the afternoon tea break. Um, um, so, so um, and I probably will say no, obviously I'm at the career stage where I can do that. I thought I have enough autonomy and choice, but um, I think, I think, I think, whole, yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of, if an artist is important enough to me, I will make sure that other work I take on work around them. Um, so I hope that is, yeah. Um, does Great. Anybody, and does like, Natalie, yeah. we have a question here. So how about, art, uh, how about producers looking for artists? How do you go about that? So just, I'll clarify that. So that's your producer looking for artists to produce. And Natalie, I know that your work with In Good Company is all about looking for artists to produce, is that correct? But also as an artist myself and knowing where I was in terms of making work is, is that, um, I think now that we're coming out of the pandemic and, I, and I'm assuming that fringe fringe productions and, and fringe, well, most, most artists, unless you're lucky, start out on the fringe. And so it's about, going to scratch night, seeing shows at the vault. One person shows is usually where artists start because, well, they're, you know, they're, they're lower budget, or they don't involve large cast, but also um, 
Um, there are um, so yeah, 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 French festivals, um, and and just simply going and seeing stuff and finding work that you like, I think, um, and seeing if they have a producer on. Um, if it's in the fringe um, and they are emerging, the most likely chance is that they won't have a producer. Um, and that they'll either be self-producing or one of their friends will be producing. And if you're um, looking to do producing professionally or just as your job or whatever, I mean, I'm not a professional, really. Yeah. The word professional is so, you know, it's, but yeah. So I would, I would say, yeah, starting around that. Um, I hope that answers your question. I can only really speak from a, from a theater artist point of view. Um, but yeah. I think, um, for example, like now, and at least for 10 months, I probably won't be looking for artists if I'm, I'm being totally honest, how producers look for artists. But um, obviously, I think gut instinct is also really, really important. Like if I went to see something and it completely blew my mind, then um, I will find whatever way possible to work with them as well. Now I'm just kind of being honest, like producers maybe have a few years experience if they're already like kind of have a full availability, they just to be totally honest, they may not be actively looking for artists, but if something totally speaks to me, then yes, I will probably ask in good company, can I go part-time so I have more days or um, me personally, I will find a way to make it work. But I think, I think, um, I think, it's and I know that that's not as accessible for everybody because I, pr I recognize that networking and getting to know people takes a lot of time. But I think, like this, this is such a hard industry. It's it's really, really, really hard work. And um, I love all the map work maps makes, but it is still fucking hard work to find the money to like get an audience in to see it. And we all want to work with people we like we love we we feel that we can call them our friend as well as outside of work and i think particularly with such a close nature if we're traveling together for a residency we'll probably be living together for a week last year we went to gloucester didn't we matt so i think um i before i actually produced the show that matt was an actor in I actually worked at somewhere called the Park Theatre where I saw Max's work as an actor as well in a different production. I think people, we're all human beings and we want to kind of get to know the person first. If there is an opportunity to like just hang out as, as people, um, invite them to go see a show, kind of do like, then that will definitely help if you're on a scheme with someone um, that will, that will, that will definitely kind of that will definitely yeah should we, should we talk about fund uh, uh we can answer i think we have a question for, in the chat Max. okay how, how do you strike about between yeah. being friends and having a working relationship um i think <sighs> i think hmm that's an interesting question. Um, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't, if you don't mind me saying, I don't see when I'm, I think, yeah, I think Natalie was saying a really great thing. It's like, we're all human beings at the end of the day. Um, but also I think it's about setting boundaries, you know, um, and knowing how each other works. Like, um, for example, when, when we're, together sometimes it's good not to talk about work you know if we're really kind of flat out then it's just too much and I think it's about gauging each other and also you know being an artist like you know being an artist being a producer being in this industry is incredibly difficult at times and so it's just about that pastoral care and being there for each other and being like a team really you have to really work as a team um, but then, yeah, when it comes to buckling down and doing the work, um, I think I think when it comes to the work part of it, it's the contract. I think that's that. Um, yeah, the contract. The contract outlines the terms of engagement between um, both uh, a producer and artist, or 
for Natalie and I in this case. Um, and Natalie and I do it on a project by project basis. Um, and we really do just as much as we can have an agreement on paper. Um, you know, normally Natalie drafts it or we speak about it beforehand or Natalie drafts it, I think, or whatever. And then we send it back and forth between us and to see whether we're both happy with the terms of this engagement. Um, and that keeps the professional professional and the friendship, you know, uh, um, it's, I, I think it protects both things. And I think a contract, it stops things getting, I, I think, yeah, it, it stops any fires from happening before they happen kind of thing. Not that there would be a fire, but, you know, I think contracts have that purpose anyway. Yeah. And I think what's particularly hard is kind of like, because and I think a lot of projects start without funding, um, like, like we all do, and you have to find the money along the way and, and all of that. And sometimes like you're in it at the beginning just because oh, I really like that person, I want to work with them. Um, that is, I think we, we've definitely learned some lessons along the way, Max, but um, it's like, as painful as it is try and like set those terms if actually what what will you do if actually you felt like you didn't get on um like try and set those terms earlier on in the start um like and i think i think anyone mature enough will understand that is to protect both kind of like working relationship and kind of as human beings like a friendship like obviously the industry is really really small i think that protects it and I think um how I think so for example I think somebody gave me the I think try and like when you're when you're working together in a heavy delivery mode I think we're, we're really really good at I think we're getting better at it wherever possible try and have someone outside of the project as your as your venting as your as your kind of like as your support network and I reckon like that's not always easy but um like even if like I think I think that we yeah I think just because it's yeah I would I would definitely I, I would definitely encourage especially when you know that you're in delivering a project very kind of intensely together build in people um producers other producers um I'm really lucky that I've been on the stage one bridge the gap producers groups I have a close group of other producers that I can vent and share with and and I think I think people yeah, people like it's just so you can vent about even if you're not bitching about the artists you're working with. Sometimes it's really <laughs> no, I, I I promise you I don't, Max. But like it's nice to share situation. Oh, this artist has said this. Do you think that's that's like that's the right thing to do? Just to ensure you have that. And yeah, um, I think. Okay, yes. Great, I, I Matt, have a couple of things to, yeah, yeah, on, on the agenda. And so, I mean, fundraising is, is, is a big one. Um, and I think Natalie, you've been talking about, I think you can talk quite a lot about this is that, and my experience as a producer is that, um, and it's kind of linked with building an audience, but fundraising and audiences don't just, I mean, it's easy to say this, but they don't appear out of thin air, um, a lot of, producer's job is making a project work within the given budget. Fundraising is a huge part of that, but what is key within fundraising, and that a lot of people don't talk about, is time, um, enough time in advance to prepare things like budgets and, and building a strong application, whether it's through Arts Council or other means. Um, but also those funding applications really, really allow me to create um, and think about um, creative projects with a very cohesive kind of, um, um, uh, like a cohesive kind of um, 360 kind of creative project, which involves other people and, you know, outreach and, and things that I probably haven't thought about. Um, yes. So um, I think from an artist, perspective when it comes to fundraising all I can oh yeah uh, sorry all, all I can do is provide Natalie the producer as much information about what is in my head or even with without the funds um to um uh to, to to give Natalie what she needs in order to write those funding applications 
Um, yeah, no, should we share a little bit? I think just, um, it might, I think we're not, there's, um, sorry. Yeah, I just saw that there's a question, but should we talk, a is, it, is it worth sharing a little bit about kind of the risk-taking element of kind of like, and how kind of, I think one of the things we did mention that we'll talk about is how to build a transparent kind of fair exchange when you haven't got funding, when you're in the fundraising stage of the project where like you're not sure whether, um, should we, should we I'll, I'll just very quickly talk about that for like, so, yeah, I think obviously, um, Max and I are really clear that obviously, as you might know, that currently the company is called Max Percy Plus Friends. So Max is ultimately um, the the person who is ultimately responsible. So um, if 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 we something went terribly wrong, currently like is is in his name, and we we've talked about that. We are transparent about that. Obviously, um like if obviously some relationships they will split the responsibility like that that kind of you might be both directors of a limited company that relationship could be slightly different but i guess kind of for me in the fundraising stages of a project when like a lot of the times i i'm not totally being paid or at least i'm not being paid for all the hours i worked which and i'm comfortable with that just because of my investment in into working with max and like we have we we've talked about this but um and max respects that then my sometimes my other work takes priority i think and he really really respects and is supportive of that and i know that i felt that I'm totally invested in it because I know how much Max himself puts into it. And I think that if that makes sense, like there are there are definitely stages where if it's a pre-funding stage, I kind of try and say I can only do a certain amount of hours or um, we make it really clear in that sense. Um, it, it, it might be, do you mind if I answer this question in the chat, Max, before we jump onto the next thing? So, yes, that's that's that, that's a really, really, really good question. Jo. How do you go about producing producing someone else's script that is already written in terms of paying the writer? I think ultimately, um, the really key thing is actually whose project is it? As in, like, who's um, as simple as when you when you have a poster, you you often see Andrew Lloyd Webber Productions presents Cinderella, for example. You will see who is kind of like presenting the project. If it's a producer, I saw a script that I really, really like, then I might kind of like, if it, obviously if it's already written, I'll option the script, I'll agree a fee with the writer, but then I then, and then I pay whatever financials, I agree with the writer, and then the producer will take all the, make all the like creative decisions um, and, and kind of, it's basically then the script, the rights, the, the rights to produce that script belongs to the producer and the producer will make it happen. Whereas if you're a writer, you've got a script, you really, really, really want to make it happen and you're willing to take the risk and you're willing to take the blunt of the work, like applying to the Arts Council, or kind of basically you're willing to do the heavy waiting to get it up on stage, then you might be employing, effectively employing a producer or a general manager to take some responsibilities off you, but the buck then still ultimately lies with you. I think how you go about it and some of those questions, who's paying who, is definitely down to ultimately who is responsible. If it does that, I hope that answers the question. It's kind of who's kind of like, who's the, who is who owns the project effectively? If that makes sense, um, I hope that. Do you have like anything you want to add, Max, in terms of that? Okay. Um, no, that yeah. will sound good. Yeah. Shall we? Um, so, Max, I think you wanted to talk about. Building. Yeah, I. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, building an audience. I think. Well, I, I think that's that's a really good thing when it comes to. Um, whose rights it is and 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 of the work and i think that really is again negotiated within the contract um yeah me as a producer uh, me as a producer and an artist um my i want to put work out and put my name on it i want that visibility but if i want that visibility um i can't have the visibility without the responsibility um and being responsible means um, being responsible for my team, being responsible for when the show might be shipped. Um, it is 
responsible for um, a lot of things. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's negotiating, depending on your stake in a project, where that responsibility lies. Um, so, yes, um, I had this when speaking to another artist um, the other day. Um, I won't say who they are, but it's, I think identifying when an artist and producer relationship isn't working. Um, I guess just to give a very vague and brief outline, it is um, an artist who is a producer that had um, commissioned a, a work to be made, um, and then the artist and the director made that show, and then um, the artist and the director kind of want to take it on to come to a so it's just there was a little bit of a kind of um, um sorry um, my people leaving um um yeah kind of uh, a little bit of a yeah anyway anyways it was it was when that, that artist and producer was not producer relationship isn't working and um when when is it when is it um i think when I guess I'm lucky because I haven't found that with with you yet, Natalie. But I think I have had it when when a relationship, a creative or artistic or work relationship, isn't quite working. Um, I know this is vague, but I feel like you will naturally find a parting, um, and it will be hurtful. And I think it is almost about yeah, looking at. Again, this is where contracts come in, where the divide is in terms of the work that you both kind of made. But I think when relationships like that end, I think know that that's natural and you've both probably found and, and, and learned a lot in that process and been enriched through that partnership, however you might feel about it. But I think it's just passing away you can um yeah I, I if there's anything else around that but um yeah, yeah. it's something that I, I i'm hoping that i won't experience for a while but i know it you know inevitably create creative and professional relationships break down and i think it's just managing those as, as, as and taking the personal out of it as much as possible um but yeah yeah i think that's why um kind of there is there is um there are ways there are ways to test this out by kind of working on a project first kind of make it a fixed term commitment okay this project ends in in ends in august and then kind of like it, it's you i mean most people from my experience that know start off with working together on a project and then obviously there will be like hopefully long-term, if it works, then long-term commitment will come from it. I think some of the signs where I, I think, I think, I think some of the signs where I, I, I'm not like, I guess some of the signs where I found hopefully this relationship is working is I can totally say to Matt, like, right, we don't, I can be really, really blunt and like, okay, we don't have the budget for it. You can either have A or B, you have to make a decision. I'm really firm and kind of there are, and he and he appreciates this. And obviously I've worked with people that was just like really, really unhappy when I said that to their face, no, you have to choose A or B or you can front the money. So I, I was really kind of blunt and clear. Matt was happy that I said that. <laughs> and I think things that obviously, I'm sure like everyone has different working hours and, for like Matt's, Matt's works kind of mostly, I hope you don't mind me saying like Monday to Friday during the day and um, and kind of on making art. Whereas, as I said to people before, I balance this uh, within my day job and I mostly work in my lunch break in the evenings and sometimes on the weekends when I do the bulk of work for this project. And like, and like I think when I naturally come to, yeah, I will text Matt on a Sunday. He probably won't reply to the Monday, but he won't be angry that I disturbed him by texting on a Sunday. I think little things like that has kind of gradually built up that um, built up to let me know that the relationship is working. I know that I can ring him at 10 o'clock at the night if, if I really need to. And if he can't, if he can't deal with it at the time, he won't answer and we just won't like, I think, I think sometimes it's these small things like there's no one kind of time but these small things um 
kind of add it up together. If I don't know whether that helps, but yeah. um, and there is a question. Yep. Um, so how did we know that it was working? I think we did again begin to collaborate. We began collaborating. Well, we we knew of each other's work before the pandemic, and then we decided to collaborate. And we had a lot of things planned, and then the pandemic hit, and then there was a lot of kind of just limbo. But I think it was again to go back to what we were thinking on a project by project basis. It's um, you know I had this first project, even even one project, it can be divided up into many different sections. This project that we're working on at the minute is divided probably up into three sections, and then even that even smaller. But I think it was the kind of just um, unfunded R and D, a funded R and D, and now the rehearsal and actual launch of this play we've been working on um and so i think dividing a project up like that is really really good because at the end of a project we will always touch base um and check and see how things are working and and um know that i guess i mean you asked me this because uh, i have another project in development you said okay that's a little bit out of my comfort zone are you sure that you want me to produce this because um, you know, there could be another producer with the skills in X, Y, Z that knows about that. And so, um, but yeah, and I think it's just always about touching base like that. Um, and actually, you know, if I were to ask Natalie, could you produce a project? She's more than happy to, like, you know, you have the freedom to say no, like, I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm, I'm too busy or I don't like the project or whatever. So um, I think it is it happens to have been a, a long-term thing because I think we are um, in at a stage where we like the work resonates between, like with each other and so you know for however long that's um, and, um, obviously sorry there was a bit of time lag I would highly encourage if possible everyone in this room even if you if you have the opportunity you've been collaborating with like someone for a very very long term and um, maybe if there is if you're a producer i'm sure there'll be people looking for like a days of work a weeks of work for something completely different i have worked with other artists um during this time that i worked with max and i think i think when you've tried out working with somebody and then somebody else like and it's not about comparing people because um people like everybody has their strengths and weaknesses and we all um but i think having it's because i've worked with somebody else as well i've been somebody a, a writer's producer which worked well and I, I i'm still like but it's it's having tested that i realized actually i really really value my relationship with max because i like i actually personally also am passionate about the work he makes it's 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 by testing you you know that actually the relationship you are in as in the, the 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 working relationship you're in is is what you value i think if you're if there is if it's possible i would highly recommend kind of testing out um working with other people yeah. or there are many short-term projects that you could do that without committing yourself for too long um and and yeah and i think just kind of like in the interest of honesty, because um, I don't, and my setup is I don't rely on working with Max as my income, like, um, and I recognize that's a very, very, very privileged thing to say. I, I absolutely recognize that. I just, I absolutely acknowledge that because I have a full-time, well, I have, I have a day job that pays kind of like, pays kind of enough. And so if Max actually says to me, actually for this next project, I want to work with somebody else. I'm not gonna like, it's not gonna, I think I've, it is because of that, that makes it so much easier to like, think about whether you're the right person or not. And I, I absolutely recognize that's not a privilege that everybody has. Whereas, so um, it's just something something to think about, like if, if you have the ability to do so, but I recognize there are barriers and, um, we're also definitely looking for ways to resolve those barriers, but wants to be honest about that. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, within our skill sets, um, I um, my skills as a producer lie a lot in, I guess, being able to articulate um, the projects that I create in an application form. 
um, and and other things that you know I might do as a producer. But I mean, Natalie, you're very good at like contract writing. You're very good at budgets. Good at the um, kind of administration stuff, which I guess I'm not. I'm really not that great at budgets. I'm not that you know great at contract writing. Um, but yeah, you definitely have like an eye for detail with those things, which, um, you know, and then I can fill in the gaps in the other kind of producing stuff. So um, I guess that is a key thing is, 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 is um, kind of enriching each other's practice, but not being completely, um, I guess, um, incapable is the wrong word, but I think I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't kind of have be like I want to produce a show. Here's all the producing work. Do it, kind of thing. I it's it's not like that. Um, and so yeah. Um, great. Um, yeah. Are yeah. there any Anything other questions? Else that we might about... Yeah. Yeah. I think it can maybe talk what... about relationships with venues as well. Building relationship with venues together yeah yeah no maybe yeah i think <gasps> yeah I'm, I'm happy i'm happy to go go on with that yeah, i mean yeah we, as, as, as both people in the industry it means that we can you know go cast our nets far and wide independently and come back and be like i've just had a word with this person at this venue they're interested in xyz and so it's um i guess it's just also it's fair to say that Natalie and I, I, I mean, it's, I really love my job. I really love being in this industry. It's not perfect, but I love it. And so, um, yeah, I think it's in that and, and, and forging my own path in this industry and Natalie kind of forging her own path that we can cover as much ground as possible. Um, and, um, you know, it, it, we're very lucky in that we've, made relationships not just with venues but with other collaborating artists with um with 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 funding bodies um and to build a kind of network between both of us that we can um we can really um i guess uh, depend on when when making work in a very competitive industry but yeah i, I just think... another question yeah i think yeah, and it's worth saying that yeah no I was just gonna say one thing like obviously we both I think I think and it's a really really little thing but we recognize both of us bring things to the partnership that Max and I are Max and I have currently like we both bring our individual contacts our skills into partnership and I think we are both happy that we can take things out for ourselves at times. And I think hopefully we've established that trust in one day. So currently we're working with like creative youth, obviously we're working with a new diorama sis. If one day I have, I, I have something that actually it's my own. I don't want to involve you, Matt. So I want to speak to new diorama sis about it. And Matt is totally supportive of that. And likewise, I think as little things as like that, um, it's worth talking about from from the very very start like just because i think i think we're very lucky that we had time in the pandemic and some of these things got ironed out between us i hope you'll agree matt and then i think obviously yeah it's because we both bring things to the partnership one day if we want to withdraw that for kind of like our own other projects we we, we was we're so supportive of each other on doing so um so yes can you say anything about how how you estimate the amount of time of producing a yeah. particular project is going to take? So, yeah. So, so uh, I, I um. Oh, do you do you want to take this? Because I, I, you go first, and then I also have experience not with you, Natalie, but working with another producer and how they kept their hours. Um. But yeah, <laughs> if you go, Natalie. Please. So I'm currently not very disciplined at it, just because there's so much going on. If I'm being totally honest. But where possible, even in my day job, I try and like just clock the hours I I I I I do. So kind of like the when I so basically next time when someone approaches me or Max says I have a project of similar skill, I know that okay, that's gonna take me 25 days. And my day rate is this and and yeah. But I think when when it I think because 
because the 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 um, ecology of the UK kind of theatre is in ways, many ways, very similar. So, for example, many projects will undertake one week R&D, a two week R&D. And so I can totally ask other producers how long, how much time do you roughly need to spend on a two week R&D? And, and obviously, from my experience, I know that's me. I mean, for me to produce a one to two week R&D, it's probably about 10, 10 to 15 days, but I don't, I, I very rarely sit down for a whole day and just do kind of work with Matt's for the whole day. I, I tend to kind of map it across, but I still try and kind of count my hours um, in that regard. But um, yeah, and I think it's also, it's also because producing is so broad, I think you and the artist need to agree on kind of like, on kind of, what aspects of producing you're doing so for example if you are if for example if you currently your project has no money and you're wanting a producer to come on board and they were like for example they also have other jobs because obviously you can say actually i can manage the scheduling i need help with marketing or i i like kind of depending on how many aspects of a project you are doing that will also kind of vary the amount of time it's going to take and yeah, I would definitely recommend if you are at the very early stages, or actually, if you if you are somebody who has a lot of ownership of your work, you really you already self produce a beer. Maybe think about you might not need a producer. You might need a marketer just responsible for marketing your work. It's just some suggestions to throw out there. Um, sorry, I think there's yeah. Matt. Did you want to say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think um before I I, I worked with Natalie, um, I was working with another producer who, although I had limited kind of producer skills, um, this producer was, was very um, kind of more advanced and um, I bought a certain number of hours from her. And um, from that, I created a list of things, of priorities that I asked her to action. And I could kind of fill in the things or do the things that I was not quite um, oh, that I was able to do, and then she could do the things that I wasn't that needed a little bit more time or a little bit more skills and 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 that. And so what she did was basically just just time herself um, against a kind of day rate, and 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 so it was almost like a pay as you go kind of top up kind of thing. If I needed more work from her, I would kind of buy more work from more hours from her. And that was very clear in the contract and it worked very, very well. Um, and, and, and I, yeah, I, I, I think, um, especially if you are still testing out a relationship, I think that's a really, really good way of, um, uh, of seeing how you go. Now, um, I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm open to say that Natalie and I work far more together, far, far, work far more hours than, you know that we are paid in in this industry it's unfortunately the case we are getting to the stage where we are paying ourselves back for those unpaid hours um now that the work is really kind of taking off i think um but um it is that's where i think belief in the work trust i think the love has to come in the work and of of of, of the people and the relationship and the experience that's where that comes in yeah Oh, there are two. There I are two more questions. Just to Let's share from that. Sorry, could I could I add one thing very oh, quickly? Sorry. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I think so. For the project, some of the projects, kind of Max and I worked on. So because I, if I had decided, I'm also investing my time. Like we have discussed, kind of first refusal. So kind of like basically, um, he can't get rid of me. Like for, for certain certain projects, um, in in that regard, like if it gets picked up by kind of international partners or whatever, like there are certain projects that we have agreed that will stick together. Whereas obviously in that kind of model where, like the pay as you go, it's probably like it depends on whether you want to share that piece of cake with somebody, if that makes sense, or actually if you are really if it's a piece of work that actually you're not too comfortable and that's absolutely fine because you really want to take full ownership wherever it goes, then I would probably recommend you consider paying for the ad hoc services rather than bringing in kind of a part, a, 
effectively a business partner who's like equally invested in you and obviously because they will want something out of it so it's just thinking about like obviously there's pros and cons it's then then if you don't share the cake then the, all the risk then lies on you but um sorry Matt, we answer this now it's okay yeah yeah no that, that was a great point okay so lastly um what are the key points and skills to consider in contract writing um and now I just to ask, I think this is, um, is are these the headings within a contract or are these the um, skills required to um, write a contract? I can answer both. Well, maybe Natalie, what kind of headings do you usually have within a contract between um, yeah, kind of I think, engagement? I think, um, Maybe like, because we've only got a few minutes left, I'm very happy to share some redacted examples, but I think um, maybe it's kind of some key things to recommend kind of writing a contract is um, think ahead of, of what's going to happen, like um, ahead of time, like even though you're only doing a small R&D, what happens if it goes it went viral um like think about like how how because like obviously if it gets like i know that it's it's really hard when the beginning you're putting in so much work just to get it started to think about actually one day this might get picked up or or we might earn some money from it discuss those terms how like discuss those terms early on kind of like if things go well how are you going to split the profits or kind of ownership of 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 of, of the idea if, if it's kind of a collaborative process to come up with the ideas together and um, put that in writing earlier i would suggest um i think i think um i yeah or yeah and that's kind of a key point of a contract i think think about when I think obviously we we did put kind of force majeure kind of when things go wrong covid what's going to happen um there are lots of things that i forgot i didn't quite anticipate kind of i learned kind of made mistakes but learned as i go along like actors sometimes have unavailability we have to think about that um travel is always kind of kind of clarifying those um but um essentially um it is up to you. It is up to you how you draft the contract. Like as long as there is a fair exchange, I'm definitely happy to share a few examples to send around that are like, yeah. Yeah. And, and lastly, um, the show that we've been working. Well, first of all, I mean, yeah, a lot has come out of it. I feel like I hope that today has been useful. But um, we've also shared um the project that we've been working on together. This has been a project that we've been working on the past few years. Um, it is a show. Yeah, this it's called. This is not a show about Hong Kong. Uh, we're currently in rehearsals, and it uh, opens um, this Thursday in Kingston um, at seven. Um, we would love to have you there. Um, yeah, it is a it is a really daring piece of work, um, and I'm really excited to share share it with you all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. No, um, oh, thank you, Kelly. That's really, really kind. Um, I hope, um, so yeah, I hope this has been useful. We didn't prepare too much in advance. We're hoping people would ask us questions and then so apologies. It's been a little bit kind of all over the place, but we really hope like by sharing some of like the little things we've gone through is helpful. And um, I'm happy for like our email addresses can be shared if you've got any questions, like uh, I'll ask, make sure Creative Use follows up with an email with that as well. Um, but yeah, okay. um, I think thank yeah. you. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks, um, yeah. Cool. Take care. Thank bye bye. You. Thanks.